It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, you know, Rich, we are a nation and a world in turmoil beyond belief. I've never seen anything like this moment in time. What about it for you? Well, without a doubt, we are living in strategic times. Now, for the Bot Radio Network family, uh, God bless you folks, and it's good to be with you again. I, I want to start out with something that means so much to me, and I know it does to you. Listen to this. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same. That is for sure. That is for sure. It's that's all what, about Jesus. That's what Bot Radio Network was established. Is it 61 years coming up next month now? Right. Uh, to proclaim and to teach his word. And um, the other thing, Rich, we're pro-life. We are pro-life. The Lord is pro-life. He came to give us life. And you just think about that. The opposite of that is what? Death. Well, we're sure not pro-death, that's for sure. What's happening in Israel right now? What's happening across America with a growth of anti-Semitism? People need to know their history. They need to absolutely know exactly what the root of all of this stuff is. And they don't. They think politics will help it. They think politics will make a difference. Um, There was a listener um, that called in. And I love this. Her name is Bobby. Right. But can I get the listener comment line number? Well, okay. Because we want to encourage others to call in. 1-800-345-2621. Give us a call. 1-800-345-2621. Just like Bobby did. Yeah, like, just like Bobby did. Here's, here's what she said. This is Bobby, and I'm calling about the real-life message from uh, Jack Hibbs. It was terrific. This is what every 
person in this country needs to hear God bless Jack Hitt. Thank you for your radio station. I love it. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you for listening, and thank you for recommending Jack Hibbs' message. And appreciate it. And so so, uh, we went to work, and we thought our whole audience needs to hear exactly what Bobby recommended um, for very, very good reasons. Here it is. People are asking, as they should be asking, from media uh, networks and, and sources to uh, common people. When I say common people, I mean those that are biblically literate and those that are illiterate regarding the Bible. What is happening in the world in Israel? Does it matter prophetically according to the Bible? Uh, and by now you have seen some of the headline news, some of the um, uh, digital headlines, even using the word apocalypse, apocalypse. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, this is not a biblical apocalypse. That is just uh, bombastic panic talk. That word is not to be used. <laughs> the apocalypse is not to be used, uh, but for the tribulation period. Uh, that is forthcoming. That's in the future. It's not happening now. Uh, people are asking, is this the third world war? That is a great question because I personally believe uh, that the third world war uh Number one needs to be viewed as something that is not like the first and second world war. In other words, we live now in a world of technology and a world of deception that is unlike any other age. So I personally, this is my opinion, can't prove it, just my gut, but I actually think that we have been in the state of a third world war for some time now, believe it or not. I, I, I have, I think I have evidence for that. Uh, but, uh, it just seems to be growing regarding what's going on in the world around us. Uh, so certainly, uh, a non-traditional war, uh, maybe asymmetrical war, unusual. And here we are talking about Israel right now, who has been actually invaded, uh, for a lack of a better term, Israel, one of the most technologically advanced nations on earth, uh, in fact, the Israeli engineering of, of iPhones, of, of uh, Androids, of, of um, uh, technologies regarding satellite, medicine, is Israeli. Uh, if, if you have an iPhone or, is, or an Android, you're talking about Israeli technology inside your phone. Uh, they're, they're state of the art. Uh, so how, you, how do you attack somebody who is at the top of the food chain when it comes to technology? And how Israel got caught sleeping was this. Uh, Hezbollah in the north, Hamas in the south, but predominantly Hamas in the south. But make no mistake about it. Hamas in the south, Hezbollah in the north. Uh, they have all been trained and schooled and tutored uh, by uh, those in North Korea and China and Iran regarding this invasion uh, by Hamas leaders. They were counseled. They were told, you're not going to beat Israel with technology. It's impossible. The ground, the Israeli borders are ground sensitive. All, and that's true. All of the Israeli defense walls and fences, uh, roughly 20 yards on either side of the fence or wall, the ground is electrically uh, uh, laid with very sensitive technology to set off an alarm. Uh, all of the walls are monitored by camera 
and uh, AI tech- technology uh, where if there's motion, it sets off an alert. Nobody gets near those gates and those walls anymore. Nobody gets near, near those fences. Well, then what happened? That's where we all uh, begin with this news analysis is during Israel's 50th uh, anniversary and Holy Weekend, people had taken time off. Uh, people were in a state of celebration. That's why there's a lot of concerts and venues open, as you well know now. Uh, that's why, frankly, people let down their guard. For those of us in the United States, think about uh, 4th of July. Uh, you're at the beach, you've got barbecues going, you're not thinking about anything but uh, getting, you know, uh, the pretzels and popcorn and stuff. Uh, well, Israel was in that same mode. Why? Well, they could, they could afford it because their technology was working for them. If, if anything was going to go wrong, the alarms would be set off, which immediately sends instantaneously alerts to all of its defense bases. If it happens, for example, in the north, then the jets scramble out of Ramat David uh, Air Base, the, uh, the squadron, Valley Squadron, for example, uh, Israel's um, Valley Squadron 109 F-16s would scramble from there. Tel Naf Air Base with the F-15 Strike Eagles would respond from there. And um, down towards Navatim, if it was coming from the south, we got it covered. We've got our low-flying satellites. That's what I'll call them. Israel has low-flying satellites uh, that they have down working that area, but also um, uh, F-35s and others. So they were trusting on their inventory of of technology. Well, how did this massacre, the worst massacre, by the way, since the Holocaust? Oh, and listen to this. Statistically, um, I believe it's Dennis Prager. I'm not sure about this. He could be quoting somebody. But analysis was done because people were saying, this is our 9-11. And uh, some Americans made some rude comments. Don't you dare compare that to our 9-11. Um, that's kind of a dumb thing to say because uh, there's no comparison to what happened in Israel and 9-11 in this regard. 9-11 was not worse than what happened in Israel. You say, Jack, how dare you say that? I'm talking numbers here. Over a thousand people killed or missing at this moment as I speak to you. But there's nine million people who live in the entire nation. The statistics is this. Ratio wise, compared to the U.S. population of 350 million to 3,000 lost on 9-11 in America, Israel lost 35,000 people that day in relation to us. If you put the size comparison of nations together, Israel is equivalent to losing 35,000 people. And so how did this happen? The North Koreans and the Chinese and the Iranians, the uh, Iran was involved with China te- Chinese technology and they, were, they are responsible for the cyber attack that rendered all of the Israeli sensitivity devices, the uh, monitoring systems to fail. This is a massive, uh, huge electronic and security failure by Israel. They were attacked by something of Israeli type technology. And it, sho- it has shocked Israel to this moment. Number two. They, they then, once the high technology was applied 
and they bested, as it were, Israel's technology. Nobody knew because everything went down. And then the bad guys, they got cars and trucks and bulldozers and caterpillars, and they began to tear up the fence, and they began to fly over in, um, in these uh, gliders, motorized gliders. We've all seen them going up and down the beach or whatever. It's kind of like a lawnmower engine on your back with a propeller and a, and a, a parachute wing over your head. And people were even at the concert saying, oh, look, look, they thought it was part of the celebration. Uh, you may not know this, but if you now go back and watch some of the footage, uh, quite a few of the, of the sails on those kites had as a wing, as a parachute wing over the top, the gay rainbow colors of the gay flag, uh, which is different from the biblical rainbow, by the way. You need to look at the difference. Um, but people were saying, oh, look, oh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? They were being invaded, uh, but they thought that that was part of the celebration until these guys landed and just began to mow people down with their uh, AK-47s and with swords and daggers. So where are we now? This was a premeditated, preemptive strike against Israel that has multiple nations involved, including China. Certainly Iran. Certainly Syria. And certainly not the Lebanese people, but Hezbollah that makes its base in Lebanon. Um, here's, here's where uh, I'll try to run through this quickly. Before people start whining uh, to you about the Palestinian plight and the Palestinian dilemma, you need to be aware of something, everybody. There has not been a Jew in Gaza among the Palestinians since 2006. Hear me out. You want to whine and gripe and say, oh, it's so unfair. They're treated terribly. Israel left them in 2006. Israel has no involvement in Gaza except to provide free electricity and free water to the people of Gaza. So we've got four women in Congress that are moaning and griping about this is Israel's fault. Israel, since the election of 2006, Israel's had no involvement in Gaza. But the problem in Gaza is that there is Hamas. And Hamas controls, which is the government, Hamas controls the people. And Hamas gets more per square mile, more international money than any other spot on earth. But does it help the people? No, it builds an army of terrorists. And they, can, they depending upon what time of the year it is, they'll launch rockets into Israel, southern Israel. So that's kind of a norm. Israel will respond very tactically. Look, be honest, everybody. If Israel wanted to abolish the Palestinians, they would send one F-35 in five minutes and there would be no more Gaza. No, Israel would tolerate Gaza because when they would launch a rocket into a kibbutz or into a town in southern Israel, then by drone, most often, Israel would respond right on that terrorist head instead of killing a bunch of people. But when the nation launches 5,000 rockets upon Israel's soil and clearly now with international power disabling Israel's ability to respond, uh, this is wartime or go time. And so Israel, to, dis to protect itself, declared war. And they're in a state of war. So this is an official Middle Eastern war, but it's not going to stay Middle Eastern much longer. 
As I speak to you now, the USS Gerald Ford, the most powerful floating apparatus on the face of the earth. The Gerald R. Ford has enough nuclear power to destroy the world. Not the United States, not China, the world. That one carrier, theoretically, could take out the globe. And now its strike force, its strike group is in the Mediterranean now, parked off the coast of Haifa. But now, Joe Biden or Barack Obama, I mean that sincerely, don't blame this on Joe Biden. Joe Biden has not a clue what he's doing that's mean if you are poking fun at him and blaming him. This is the Obama doctrine. Perfectly lines up with the eight years of his presidency. Empower Iran, empower terrorists to trouble Israel. That's what we had during Obama's eight years. And then we've had peace for about four years. And then we're right back at it again. And Joe Biden's not calling the shots, friends. The deal is this. When you've got China involved, North Korea involved, Iran involved, and Russia involved, because Russia signed an arms agreement with Iran, then what we've got going on is a attempt to get the United States drawn into a battle. Now, war-weary America. Okay, the Gulf Wars have depleted and deleted our passion for war. That makes us very weak. We have no leadership. That makes us very weak. Listen to me. We are extremely, extremely low on munitions and aircraft parts. Those of you in the military know exactly what I'm talking about. We're hurting. Our enemy knows this. And so what we're looking at right now is let's draw the Gerald Ford into the area. Let's draw anything else that the U.S. wants to throw our way. And let's lay this down as well. Hey, Israel, if you at the slightest bit do anything to defend yourself against Hezbollah in the north, we will strike you. In fact, they chanted, they've been chanting in Tehran, death to America, death to Israel, death to America, death to Israel. Oh, come on, Iranians. That's not nice. We just gave you another $6 billion. And that's how you treat us? That's not being, that's not playing fair. Right now, the United States government looks like the incredible fools that we are. We have danced with the devil and now the music has stopped and we are the only ones acting like things are normal. And things have now gone off the rails. And the United States is very much so defenseless. Watch this. Our economy, or that is our wealth, that is a perception. Our freedom has been or is a perception. Our military power is a perception. Everything about the United States is a perception. It's not real. The United States does not have the power that you think it does. And even if it did, it doesn't have the will to use it because we're woke. And the enemy knows it, and so the enemy's moving. And our economy is failing, and no one wants to talk about it. When nations switch away from the U.S. dollar to other international currencies to buy oil, that spells absolute certain doom for the U.S. dollar and the economy. When we cannot find a 
protection action by the courts or by groups to defend the Constitution of the United States. That's because our freedoms of perception. The United States has rejected God and God has rejected the United States. You say, Jack, that's harsh. Well, God is simply saying, I'm done covering you. And this is what I fear. That the Ford is going to be drawn into a battle that it will not, cannot win. You say, Jack, how can you say that? It's easy. It hurts me. I'm an American. But it hurts me to say it. But can you tell me, when was the last time we won a war? Tell me, when was the last time the United States won a war? Yeah, you're almost there. 1945, World War II. We haven't won a thing since. We haven't won a thing since. Why? Because God has not been with us. And what you see happening in Israel right now is something that's going to draw us in. It's not Israel drawing us in, by the way. You know, if you go take, take a look under, under the Bushes, under the Clintons, under the Obamas, war. Trump, the man who was supposed to start World War III, peace during Trump. Literally, peace. Did you hear about ISIS when Trump was president? This is not a Trump campaign. It's not a Trump ad. I'm just asking you to think for a minute. And then now we're back at war. Listen, the bottom line is this, you guys. We need to pray hard and we need to be alert. I want you to read Isaiah chapter 17. I want you to read that. I want you to start reading in Jeremiah 29 to 49. And I want you to be watching what could very well happen next. Keep your eye on Damascus, Syria. Damascus, Syria. Damascus, Syria, according to the Bible, is going to be obliterated And no human will ever live there again, so says the Bible, in the book of Isaiah and the book of Jeremiah. It's going to be destroyed in a matter of moments, the Bible says, and nobody will ever inhabit it again. We know that future, future, that prophetic uh, event is future because it's not happened yet. There's people who live there now. Could this be the imminent fulfillment coming? Will Israel respond to the supply chain of weapons coming from Iran into Hezbollah, southern Lebanon, to be used against Israel? If it's true, Israel's going to take out Damascus because that's where the weapon tree is being uh, driven to and then headed west to Lebanon. Uh, Read Ezekiel chapter 37 and 38. We could be on the precipice of that following Isaiah chapter 14. But I'm concerned, as we are now told this morning, U.S. SEALs Team 6 is aboard the uh, USS Gerald R. Ford and another uh, strike group is pulling into the Mediterranean. I don't like that. I think it spells uh, trouble for the United States, but I believe that that's exactly what China and Russia and Iran have engineered. I don't believe that Russia, China, and Iran have any sympathy whatsoever one bit, one bit over Palestinians or Gaza. Uh, They could care less. But now's the time to draw in America, to devastate it enough so that its economy collapses and our government collapses. And I'll, I'll leave with this. Ask your law enforcement friends, why over the last 12 to 14 months has there been a dramatic shift at the border in California and Texas and Arizona for the last 12 to 14 months of men who are 18 to 35 years of age who are Middle Eastern and 
Chinese. Chinese. Men, 18 to 35. Not women, not babies. What's with that? You see, Jack, I don't believe you. You don't have to believe me. Ask your law enforcement friends. They'll tell you. So friends, it's for us to know the word of God. Trust in the Lord. Jesus Christ, from cover to cover, is the one that is the star of the Bible. It's all about Jesus. And listen, he's the one that not only knows the future, he's the God who came to this world to die on the cross for your sins and for mine, rose again from the dead, put your trust in him, and you need not fear anything that's about to come. You can trust him. And my Jewish friends, he's the Messiah. Micah chapter 5, verse 2, talks all about Jesus. He had to be born in Bethlehem. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, tells you, my Jewish friends, he had to be born of a virgin. Friends, listen. And Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, tells us that he comes from royalty and that he's none other than the eternal God. So listen, Proverbs 30, verse 4, tells us that God is the Lord and he has a son. And God says in Proverbs 30, verse 4, can you tell me the name of my son if you know it? I know it. His name is Jesus, Yeshua. Oh. Do you know that? God bless you until yeah. next time. Oh, friends, that was Jack Hibbs. Um, we've, how long have we carried this program on Bot Radio? Oh, Network, for right? quite a number of years. Um, and he, this message sure gives you a lot to think about and pray about. It certainly does. Well, you can go to our website and see where Jack Hibbs' regular broadcast is carried on Bot Radio Network right along. It would be very easy, wouldn't it? Right. BotRadioNetwork.com, also on our mobile apps, Dad. And you can also get these messages on demand. They're archived there on our yeah. website and mobile apps. And it's right. shareable, so, so you can have, send it to a friend. We have some more listener comments. Listen to this gentleman. I'm a retired pastor after 45 years. And the question is, where do pastors go to get pastored when they're put out to pasture? So I want you to know that I listened to John MacArthur I love Alistair Begg. Appreciate all you're doing for Christian Broadcasting. So thanks for having them on by. Oh, thank you so very much. Uh, great guy. Listen, here's a lady. My name is Pam. I live in Iowa. I enjoy the news that you have because most people don't have that. Uh, I'm so concerned about Israel and our, our United States. And we need to claim that scripture. My people who are called by my name, humble ourselves and pray forsake our wicked ways. We need God to restore our nation. We need to pray that prayer. Thank you so, so much. And may God bless your ministry and may it continue. Thank you. Amen. Second oh. Chronicles 7.14. Rich, the time goes by so fast. Friends, this is Dick Bott with my son Rich with this chapter of the complete story. And Rich, what is the phone number? 1-800-345-2621. Okay, we'll see you all later.